tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And now, back to the Mike Caltis Show. Mike Caltis Show. On 102.5 The Bone. Damn right, it's Tiffany Square. It's the Mike Caltis Show. It's 102.5 The Bone. Uh-uh. 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. Today is Wednesday, which means at 8 o'clock, Alvin will have a brand new open letter. I will. Um, I want to tell you about the documentary before we get into news. All right. I'm curious to see if I've already watched it or not, because I do love I don't, a good documentary. I'm going to say you didn't, because it doesn't seem like something we'd be attracted to. Okay. Okay. Um, it is called The Battered Bastards of Baseball. You know what's interesting is I've been meaning to watch that because that's Kurt Russell. That's about his grandfather, I think, playing. His father. Was it his father? Okay. Yeah, and so, I remember him uh, being on Letterman talking about it, and I was like, oh, that's something I'd want to watch. I'm unaware uh, that Kurt Russell is involved at all, and I just put it on because it showed a bunch of old baseball players from the 70s, and I'm like, I'll put it on, I'll fall asleep while it's on. I don't really like baseball much anymore, and uh, I definitely don't want to watch a team of minor leaguers, you know. So as the documentary starts, it explains to you that it was uh, the independent baseball league. At one point, there were hundreds of independent baseball leagues around the country, and they would play each other. So if I had a team of baseball players, and uh, we were pretty good, and we were the Tampa Titans, we can play against um, the Sarasota League. We could play against the Seattle League. We can travel and get involved in a schedule and, and actually have a, a league going. But we're independently run and owned, which means that the owner would have to pay uh, the players. And, you know, that was it. That was their job. Well, uh, there was a team in Portland, and uh, they, they changed the rules. So at one point, all the independent leagues were bought up by major league baseball teams so that they could become minor leagues and feeders to the majors. So uh, it would be run kind of like the independent leagues were, but once a major league, and once a player started doing well, a major league team would just call them up, and that was it. Now they played for them in the majors. And uh, all the independent teams were gone. Well, the one in Portland was, was very successful. And when uh, they decided to up and move, when all the changes happened, they left Portland without a team. So Bing Russell was a guy who uh, enjoyed playing baseball. In fact, it's, they tell you it started here in St. Petersburg where he, he I'm not going to ruin the whole thing, he ran into Lefty Gomez, who used to play for the Yankees, and Lefty Gomez brought him in and introduced him to the team, and he was a kid, and he was a ball boy, and he was a hustler for the team and the players, and he grew up in the organization in the Yankees, and he grew up around DiMaggio and Mantle, he's got all these pictures and stuff that they show you. And uh, then, of course, he went on to have his own baseball career, and he played minor league baseball, and he was pretty decent. And he had two dreams. One was to be a baseball player, and the other was to be an actor. And he realized at a certain point he got hit in the head while he played for a team in Maine and realized he was not a very good player anymore and uh, went out to follow his other dream of being a an actor. 
and he went out to L.A., and he became a successful actor. He was on 160-some episodes of Bonanza. He uh, had been shot a bunch of times in Westerns. That was like the big joke. He died more times on screen than anybody else. Uh, and he was recognizable as the uh, Deputy Sheriff Clem from Bonanza. He had a recurring character for years on that show. So when he made his money there, and his son, Kurt Russell, was a successful child actor and teenage actor, um, Kurt played baseball, too. Kurt played in the minor leagues. He decided to bring baseball back to Portland. Portland was, you know, they had huge attendance, and everybody liked it, and then all of a sudden they just yanked the team away, and Portland was left with nothing. So he went over there, and he started an independent team. Now, he owned the team, and he paid the players and to play, the, play there. He hired a woman for an assistant general manager. He had an Asian for a general manager. He had... Um, you know, uh, he in order to find players, he put an ad out in newspapers, and it would just take anybody that came. People were driving from all around the country to come try out, and he assembled a team of nobodies, kind of like that movie with Mark Wahlberg, where they when the Eagles did that, where they had tryouts, mm -hmm. and he Invincible. assembled he assembled a team of baseball players that they were like all you know had pot bellies and they had, <laughs> they had long hair and mustaches and stuff, but they ended up being a really good team. And then he got them uh, in in to start playing the other minor league teams, but they were the only independent team. So they'd be playing the minor league Yankees, the minor league Mets, the minor league you know Red Sox, and they were beating the pants off all of them. So they became like a sensation. And then they started sending attendance records. They were having more people show up to the minor league games than all the other minor league games, uh, you know, all the other minor league teams together. So it became a really big deal, and uh, then Major League Baseball tried to run him out. They didn't like the fact that an outsider was doing so well. And in addition to, to putting the team together and being a lover of baseball, he was also great at promotion. He did some things that were just great. So the whole idea was that he he had hired all these people that were, I mean, a woman in baseball in the 70s was unheard of, let alone as an assistant general manager. And he hires the first Asian general manager and all these players. And then Jim Bouton, Jim Bowden was a World Series pitcher for the Yankees, and he wrote this book called Ball Four. And Ball Four was pretty much a tell-all. They didn't use real names, but he pretty much told everybody what was happening behind the scenes with drinking and drugs and girls and all that on the road. And he got banned from baseball. So Bowden went over and played with the uh, the Portland team, and you know they started they started killing everybody because they had a Major League World Series pitcher on their team. And uh, he played with them for a couple of years, and he went on The Tonight Show, so he got some attention drawn over there. Joe Garagiola at the time had a uh, Saturday baseball show where he went over there and did two episodes just about the Mavericks, about that team, and it was huge. And, and it's all about their chase for the pennant, but also how they were trying to be pushed out by Major League Baseball and they survived as a team for so long with a team of no, with a bunch of fat guys playing. <laughs> and it's really an interesting story. It's not. It's funny, and the whole time you've got Kurt Russell doing interviews, so there's a little bit of star power to it. There's the clips of Bouton on the Tonight Show. It, it's really good. I would never. Uh, I'm not a baseball fan. Clearly, you people know that. Uh, but if you want to watch a good documentary that just happens to be about baseball. It is the battered bastards of baseball. Now, as I'm watching it, you have, you have. Uh, I would make Kurt Russell play Bing Russell in the movie, and I would have um, a, a cast of characters. I mean, you do the tryouts, you get the characters, you have the teams, then you have uh, Bouton come in. Then there, there were plenty of other characters in the thing. It was definitely kind of like a major league type movie, 
but with with a real story and real facts to go on. I think that could be made into a, a major motion picture. I think that would be great. Uh, I don't know if they made any mention of it, but I'm looking at Bing Russell and looking at Kurt Russell, and uh, Kurt's sister Jill has a son, Matt Franco, who yes. played in uh, Major League Baseball a couple of years with the uh, Padres, I think it was. Yep, they mentioned that as well. They yeah. uh, they showed a lot of it. It's very interesting stuff that you've never, you would never... Braves. I would never have heard of before. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. And uh, just on a whim, I put it on, and it ended up being great. So if anybody wants to watch a good documentary, The Battered Bastards of Baseball. Yeah, by the way, it has uh, 8 out of 10 on IMDb. It has 91% on Google, and it has 100% on Rotten Tomato. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, en- I enjoyed it. I really did. Uh, the other thing we were talking about is this upcoming documentary about uh, Mia Farrow and Woody Allen and their kids. And I, I don't. I still have no idea. I don't know. Reading this, they say the documentary is very good, but they also say it's very one-sided. It's all, of course, against Woody Allen, and it talks about not only his his quirkiness, but his. I don't know. The way they frame it is that he had an unnatural relationship with Dylan, the daughter. But I'm going to tell you, and you guys are going to make fun of me, and and I've already heard it coming, but the things that they're saying about him are all the things that I do with my daughter, except for one. I got to one part where I was like, well, I don't do that. (laughs) There is – it says, first of all, that he said to Mia, we should go out and get a little girl. We should go out and get a little blonde girl. And I'm like, well, that's pretty specific, whatever. But he's, she's blonde, and you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he was saying we should go out and get a little girl because we had the son, you know? And I've often talked about adopting. And I don't care if we got a, a boy or a girl. I think it would be easier with a boy, but I don't really care. Then they said once that she got in the house, he was obsessed with her. He would sit and stare at her. He would constantly pick her up and hold her, and he was always playing with her. You take Woody Allen out of the mix... That's just a good father. I I got on the air and I said that I would wood chip my daughter to save my son <laughs> when when I was having like I loved my son so much I was like there's no way. And then when my daughter came, I'm like I don't even like my son anymore. My daughter, I, all I want to do is hang out with her. I want to hang out with her every day. Like I can't wait for her to come home from school. And when she was little, I just used to sit in a room with her. Now we just go in the room that has no TV, and I sit there on my phone, and she comes in and reads her, and it's just the two of us hanging out. That's, I mean, what they're basically describing is that, as a father who is loving this child. Then they say, Dylan says, I remember being in bed. Now, keep in mind, she's been in this in this family since she was a little baby. I, I'd be in bed, and he would get in the bed, and he would cuddle me in uh, just his underwear. And you're like, all right, that sounds kind of weird. Woody Allen and Tidy Whitey's <laughs> rubbing up against his daughter. That's, that's gross. Man, I am constantly in boxer shorts, and my daughter will jump in bed with me, and I'm wrapping her up I'm like I'm trying to put her in a chokehold. You know what I'm saying? I just love that kid. And I did the same thing with my son, and, and that's just sometimes a, a relationship between a father and, and their child. But when you read about it and you hear about it and you think Woody Allen, it sounds awfully creepy. But then I got to a part where they said that Mia Farrow caught him twice with his head in her lap. Now, I don't know what that is. Is he, is he giving her little raspberries on her belly? That's innocent. But I don't know why his head needed to be in her lap. For, I, there's no reason why that should come into play. Well, Joe and Spanish do that all the time. They do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we he also like, know they have an unnatural relationship. Yeah, that's right. I like to finger his ponytail too, Gio. No, yeah. yeah. So, so, <laughs> I, I, so I grew up thinking that Woody Allen 
was just a disgusting creep because the story that we hear is that he was banging his adopted daughter Sunyi, and uh, you know they were he had naked pictures of her, and that's what Mia Farrow found. That's how she found. You're like, okay, that's that's just gross. But then you then you find out that it was it was her daughter, and that um, they didn't have any relationship supposedly till after she was of age. And they're still together and still married, and they have a kid, and they have, by all accounts, a loving marriage. And Mia Farrow was so mad at Woody Allen that she brainwashed her children into thinking that he was a bad person and convinced them that they were molested. And I'm not saying that that's true or not true, but what you have to take into consideration is that it's a possibility, that that's a possibility that that did happen, that Mia Farrow is such a crazy bitch that she she was so mad about the, uh, you know, the odd situation of her husband falling in love with her adopted daughter that that was her way of getting even. I always suspected he was a creep. He did that. And then the kids hear it so much. They're like, yeah, that time that he was snuggling me in bed, he was in his underwear. Oh, and then it becomes, so you don't really know what the problem is. He wrote a very interesting letter, I think it was to the New York Times, where he answered her allegations. He said that uh, he met with all the lawyers, all the child psychiatrists, the kids met with the child psychiatrists, and none of them came away saying that there was anything inappropriate or any molestation that went on, and that he was honest with her about everything. And then he goes out and says, if you look at Ronan Farrow, uh, he is a spinning image of Frank Sinatra, her ex-husband, which she had to cheat on Woody in order to have uh, that son with Frank if, in fact, he is the father, which would then make her the liar and the cheater. But nobody wants to take that into consideration. When you when you look at Woody Allen alone, and I think a lot of it has to do with what he looks like, uh, he, he becomes a huge creep, and it becomes very gross. When you look at all the facts together, you have to sit there and go, they're both nuts, and who knows who's right and who's wrong. I, I definitely think there's a line that you don't cross with your kids, whether you're biological kids or not. And marrying your adopted daughter is uh, awkward, to say the least, but sometimes I do believe that love is love, and if you fall in love and if that... and Clearly, the fact that they're still together and they have a productive family and they have kids and all that, and she, as an adult, can get away if she wanted. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I it's not like she's trapped. You know? But yeah. is she? I, yeah, I, yeah, she's right. got family. They talk to her family in this documentary. But they he talk has to Shuni's family. Yeah. And uh, look, and the fact that he was best, not best friends, but good friends with Jeffrey Epstein makes me think he probably is a, a creep and, and guilty of a lot of stuff. I, I just don't know. And I always like to look at all. It's going to be very easy to make things look one way. Uh, you know, uh, Joe quits his show tomorrow, and in two days, we also talking about how much we never really liked Joe. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. uh, I'm just saying, uh, we, we make it look like, yeah. I say that now. Right. <laughs> right. Galvin was saying it this whole time. Yeah. And Spanish used to say how this and then uh, that. And Mike uh, was afraid that he had dirt on him. That's why he kept it. And then before you know, we created Joe as such a monster. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a creepy, creepy dude. You know it. Yeah. You know yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying, I, I, I would I would like to see this documentary, but even if they admit that it's very one-sided. Where where is that going to be, Galvin? Does it say on HBO? Mm-hmm. Oh, on HBO. It's yeah, it's actually this Sunday. It starts, so it's a docu series. So it's uh, more than just one episode. So it starts this Sunday. Mm. That's interesting that they uh, that they keep going with that. And they don't let that die either. At this point, after all these years and the psychiatrists and the lawyers and the court case and all that, that they still got to keep digging it up and trying to make it something. You know. 
Well, I mean, it's interesting to people. It's a weird story, and uh, you know, there's that definitely people that think there's more to this, and somebody's got to see it. If we show enough people, somebody's gonna step in and go, "Here's the problem. Here's yeah. you know what's going on." It's called uh, Alan V. Farrow. That's what the uh, docu-series is called. I will definitely watch it, for sure. I mean, it's an interesting story. Uh, the other thing I watched, Calvin, was the Patrice O'Neill documentary. Oh, I didn't watch that yet. Oh, it doesn't come out till Friday. Killing is easy. Uh, Killing is easy. It comes out on Friday, and they say that there. it comes out on Comedy Central, and they say that it's, don't watch that. They say that there's 14 minutes of, of footage that had to be cut out of that Comedy Central initial airing in order for time reasons or whatever, but... That it'll be available online, and uh, you can watch it probably at ComedyCentral.com and wherever else it's released. But uh, it, it's pretty good. It really, it, it's so good. Like, I have a feeling that if I died tomorrow and they they made a documentary, you, Spanish, would be like, he was the best, he was loving. Right, and all of course. That. And uh, even Galvin would be like, oh, he was cool, he was nice, blah, blah, These guys are all like, Patrice was one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet in your life. But he was a complete a-hole. Like, they all just talk about how much they love him, but what a jerk he could be. (laughs) And that's what really makes a good documentary. They're saying in order to find himself and be honest, he was a complete... And Kevin Hart's on it, because Kevin Hart talks about how he used to heckle him while he was on stage. Um, It's all, all the great comedians, from Bill Burr to Gary Goldman to Bobby Kelly to... Um, Colin Quinn, all of those guys, certainly all the Boston guys, they all talk about Patrice and uh, the times that they were with him, and they have some fantastic stories. And then it's a lot of footage of him on stage. So if you're into the uh, comedy documentaries, uh, Killing is Easy starts this weekend, and it's available. Go download it or watch it or whatever you do. You'll like it, Calvin. It's yeah, I, I definitely want to see that for sure. All right, it is uh, 7.34. Oh, my God, where did the show go? <laughs> Time to check in with Calvin. He's got today's news. With Galvin on the Mike Calter Show. I think I should take a day off, like every three weeks or so, because it makes me come back and want to just. You got to recharge. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm totally charged now. We did take a day off. You took two. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do we have in news today, y'all? Today's news is brought to you by Pelt Shoes. February is National Heart Health Awareness Month. So every weekend in February, all seven Pelts locations are doing events to advocate healthy living. While you're in there, of course, you can find the perfect athletic shoes to help you tackle any of your health goals, and the Pelts experts will be there for you. Make sure you mention my name, Galvin. Whisper it. Galvin. Get 10% off your entire purchase. Enter to win a $500 Pelts shoes gift certificate, and look for the Celtic Cruise poster. As soon as we go on the next one, scan the QR code right now. You can be entered to win a free cabin on the next Celtic Cruise. Oh, and that was one of the things I, I guaranteed. I said, look, we're telling people to go to Pelt Shoes to win a cruise, and we end up having to move the cruise again. And they said, oh, don't worry. They will guarantee to get a guy. I said, okay. So I wanted to make sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, real quick, Calvin. Mm. When I do my um, my independent Gasparilla Parade, Mm-hmm. I vote that the queen of the parade be Jen Epstein from Fox 13. Approved. Have you seen Approved. her today? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Jen Epstein. Yeah. yeah. Way to go, yeah. Jen Epstein. She's got her glasses on. Yeah. And she is looking mighty gorgeous today. Uh, okay, what do we have in news, Calvin? Well, 
Gasparilla has been canceled. Oh, oh man. Should have an independent brain. Uh, the decision to cancel Tampa's iconic pirate invasion will have a direct impact on several small businesses in Tampa. Of course, uh, organizers made the announcement on Tuesday, citing coronavirus concerns. Of course, I made this year. Me and Moose, we came up with a great idea. We made eye patch masks. They're all one piece. They go over your nose, mouth, and eye. And I thought that would be the big seller for Gasparilla. <laughs> now they just yanked it off from the angels. Jerks. <laughs> Gonna get rich on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci said vaccines won't be available uh, to the general public before mid to late May or early June. He you told can go CNN. get them at the mall. Well, here's the thing. Remember, Fauci uh, said that previously he made the statement saying that uh, the vaccines would be available for general public and non-essential workers under 65 uh, close to the end of April. Now he's saying they won't be until May or late, uh, right, late May or early June. Uh, I know, but stop saying stuff if you don't know. That's the thing. Is yeah. that this is like the million thing he's walked back on. Yeah, it's like, come every on. time. Yeah. Uh, President Joe Biden took the stage Tuesday in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, for his first town hall of his uh, term, fielding different questions. Uh, some of the takeaways, uh, Biden said, U.S. will have more than 600 million coronavirus vaccines doses by the end of July. So now he's saying by the end of July. I don't know. Well, he's, yeah, he's saying by the end of July we'll have everything we need. June, July. My, uh, my, I don't feel like 2025. Joe Biden is president. Yeah, I don't think it's locked in yet. I don't feel the... Um, no, no, no. Before I, let me clarify. I'm not jumping on you crazy Trump. No, he uh, is president. Right. He <laughs> is president. I just don't feel like he... Like, I feel like we're presidentless right now. Like, no, we're March still 4th, you'll see. Oh, like, like I just don't like when Trump came in. You were like, "Oh, damn, Trump's here." Yeah, yeah. Uh, with Biden, I feel like he's secret president right now. He's just quiet. <laughs> like I forget that he's there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Biden also said he believes that the life in the U.S. may return to normal by twenty twenty three. Next Christmas? No way. No, yeah. not in a million years. Listen, this is it, folks. This is what's how we normal. Live. I think normal, just that the numbers will be down, but otherwise... Or they open businesses. But even that, you know, like you were saying, most states... Well, I, I don't know what most states, I can't speak, but it seems like a lot of places are back open besides New York yeah, and California. Not because they're ready, they just do like a right. yeah, yeah, they're just like, screw it. Yeah. Normal is Christmas 2019. That's normal. Oh, I wish. It's I'm- never going to be back. I was going to say, do we ever get rid of the masks? Or, no. ma- or no. masks are normal now? Masks are normal, masks are normal now. Uh, but look, let's be honest. I, I'm wearing my mask everywhere. Yeah, I don't mind it. But I don't believe that they're doing it. Right, yeah, no. Like, I, I, if you have an airborne virus, what do we... And if you've already had it, I, why am I wearing a mask? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. To make other people comfortable. I'm making it to wear yeah. Like, I'm, I should be making sure to say I have antibodies with yeah. my test, a picture of my test on it. Yeah. You know? Well, don't worry. The license for you is coming soon. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I think masks are a lot like condoms. Where they're not 100% effective. They're not going to block uh, STDs. They'll help from getting a girl pregnant. But it, 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 it still happens. But you know think I mean? about this, Galvin. Please where, don't yell at me. Sorry. Yeah, no. But it's like wearing a mask to a restaurant. Restaurant, it would be like putting a condom on, sure, and, then and then halfway yeah. through, you're right. By the way, take... that's my move. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's pulling a Calvin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we walked into a restaurant Saturday night, or I don't know, Sunday night, whatever, and the guy goes. You're gonna need masks to come in here, and we were all wearing masks. We're like, okay, grumpy. And then we came in there, and the minute we sat down, everybody's like, oh, take your mask off. Yeah, I'm like, right. that didn't make no sense yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you weren't here yesterday. Spanish had quite an event at a restaurant, which I still can't oh, believe. Yeah. I still can't get over. He was he and Karishma went out, and uh, Spanish was ordering sides, 
and he was getting a bunch of different signs, and the guy was like rolling his eyes, and he's like, "Don't you think that's too much food?" Yeah, he said that. Yeah. Swear to God, yeah. He looked at me. We ordered three sides, and then I wanted to get cream spinach. I'm a big fan of cream spinach, and I was like, "Yeah, can I also get a thing of cream spinach?" He went, "No, I don't know, man. That's a lot of food." And I was like. Yeah, can I get? It? He's like, well, you know, he's like, what? What do you? Are you sure you want it? I was like, where was this? The Capitol Grill. What? Yeah, yeah. And then when he brought uh, our dessert menu, I was like, uh, he's like, do you guys want a dessert menu? I said, yeah. And he rolled his eyes, and I was like, all right, you know, I'm not. Yeah. I'm are not. you serious? He called him fat ass. <laughs> no, he didn't call him fat. Isn't that crazy yeah. though? Yeah. I said the only way I can understand that is all the food that doesn't get served, he gets to take home. Yeah. Like that's the only way I'd, well, be, they, I'd be like shutting people down. I'd be like, yeah, you know what, cream spinach. You said you didn't go in there like right before they were closing. Or we, our like reservation was yeah. five thirty. 5.30, where you eat with the old people? Yeah, that's what Galvin said. I don't uh, I don't understand that. Me neither. And then at the end, he was like, uh, Is oh. it possible you misunderstood his facial? Like, was he, he like, wasn't oh, making right. a joke. Or was he saying, oh, my, you're quite the eater. No, because at the beginning, he did one of those where we got a like a seafood tower, and he was like, oh, you ate the whole thing. That's impressive. And I was like, well. Thank you. Yeah, but, thanks, for uh, a, thanks for judging. Yeah, and then at the end, he was like, oh, you need six boxes to take all that home? And I was like, yes. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah I swear to God. How tight was your shirt when you went in there? Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I wasn't wearing one when, the, when he brought the dessert menu. I will so, tell I you, I particularly enjoy the Capitol Grill. So do I. The food's I great. The food is great. <laughs> if you can get food there. <laughs> yeah. You should have went to the manager. There's a new manager there, and he has been awesome. Um, but I, that is just, I, I would have been like, that's annoying. Well, that's the thing. And I, like I, I, if I would have said, I'll take those two sides, and he said, shouldn't you cut back on one? I'd have punched him in his face. Yeah, and I was like, it made Karishma uncomfortable, and I didn't uh, know what to say. I was like, I was, I wanted to be like, we just please bring the food? Like, I don't know why you're, yeah. this is a debate my, now. My question is, and this is not an excuse for him, but do you think he knew who you were? Uh, I don't. There's Do a possibility. Like he's trying to be funny guy. Trying to be funny hey, guy. Maybe. Like people don't understand that this is a job and that in your personal life you're trying to be you know, have a personal He's trying moment. to eat four sides. Yeah, right. I mean, come on. Let me like just it, have the sides. It's much better if you just watch Spanish eat like a pig and then put it on Reddit. Yeah. Spanish from the Mike Caldas show was in here, and he ate four sides by himself. Mm. A little tubby bastard. Yeah, and it was like, you know, we got the typical side. We got lobster mac and cheese. We got mashed potatoes. They we got pride themselves spots, on their side. And a small uh, cream spinach because he recommended the small because he didn't want me to get the large because it might have been too much. I was like, yeah, just just yes. Do you know his name? Like, do you remember what his name was? No. They give you a card with their name on it. Do they really? Yeah. I still I saved the receipt somewhere at my place. Mm. So that's but. very interesting because the only thing I can think Spanish is that the guy maybe might have recognized you and was trying to be happy-go-lucky funny guy. I don't know. Which, I by the not... way, waiters, I don't recommend that. Yeah, because <laughs> it wasn't like. We were joking with each other. You know what I mean? Like, he said it, and after he said it, I was like, oh, yeah, but no, I want the cream spinach, please. And he was like, all right. I mean, I was, was like, there anything that stuck out about him Spanish that, like, What do you mean, physical? like, features? Yeah, yeah I know like, he, he was an Asian fan. Oh, he was an Asian you guy. racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're no. so racist. Yeah. That's it. It's just, older sorry, Asian it's just Spanish is racist. Older sorry. Asian guy. Yeah. Like Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Maybe he was telling you, you are either too much society. But I would rather him just be like, hey, fatty, what's up? You still want this? I would have been happier with that than uh, being like... Spinach, uh, good. Uh, cream of spinach, no. <laughs> what time? Maybe, that, you, maybe he was trying to help you. Spanish. Maybe. What time did you say you went? Five thirty. Oh, you know what that is? That's peak bonsai tree trimming time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, 
in the middle, in the of, middle the of the year of the ox. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, I could take these home. I'm going to have two steak dinners, essentially. I had one here and then leftovers tomorrow. That's uncalled for. See, that's yeah. why you go to Olive Garden. Olive Garden goes, hey, fatty, we're going to give you food to go, too. You're going to order one here, and then yep. we're going to send you home with, like, three for a and, yeah. and breadsticks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you can just come in and eat breadsticks and salad whenever you want. Yeah. Dude, we'll give, just give us a dollar, and you can go wild. I went to uh, Lewis's Barbecue in South Carolina. I drove almost a half hour to get there. And my, wi- my wife does not particularly enjoy meat. Uh, you know, she doesn't like barbecue. She doesn't particularly enjoy That's meat. That's not what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Serve that well, one up for mama. She has not stopped talking about it for three days. That really? That place was fantastic. It was fantastic. And then uh, Chef Eric hit, said... Um, no, I don't, box like I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. Who <laughs> is Chef Eric? Chef Eric work at uh, Lewis's Barbecue? <laughs> no, he's on Twitter. Oh, he's okay. I listen to the show. I was going to say, I don't want to go into Lewis's Barbecue and have Chef Eric in there. No, 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 no. I, yeah, Lewis made the meat. All right. You yeah, no, that, that was good. No, he, he suggested we go to uh, Box Betty or but I forgot. And I'm like, this is a chicken sandwich place. What is it? It's like, uh, like a PDQ or whatever. It was Freaking fantastic! You ate it and you were like, "Okay, my bad, Eric. My bad. This was great." <laughs> the kids wanted to go again to this to, back to that place. Yeah, we tried different restaurants. We went to a place called Taco Boy. Oh, that sounds. Oh good. yeah, it was. Uh, South Carolina's got some food, man. man I would really have never do. guessed South Carolina for food. Me either. And there was another place we went to called Hyman's, which was kind of hard to get past uh, <laughs> the name. Uh, just it's silly, and I don't, you know, I don't uh, eat the Hyman's. Yeah, and uh, it, they had a ridiculously great seafood. So yeah, uh, it was a good time. It was a lot of eating. The owner—that's his last name, first name Busta. Busta. <laughs> yeah. A winter storm left millions without power in record-breaking cold weather. Do you know how cold it is in different places? It's like snowing in Texas. So I was, I was talking to my dad. Just six hours north of us is 32 degrees the other day. Oh. It was freezing in South Carolina for three days that I was there. It rained. And was freezing the entire time. I loved every second of it. I loved that weather. So I didn't care. I mean, the rain, I could have done without, but uh, the weather was beautiful. Well, the cold weather claimed more lives on Tuesday, including three people found dead after a tornado hit a seaside town in North Carolina. And four family members who perished in a Houston area house, uh, it was a house fire while using a fireplace to stay warm. Yeah. So that house actually My- caught on fire. My uh, producer for the Calvin Kelly podcast, Mike Suarez, lives in San Antonio, and he had to stay in a hotel because wow. he's got no power. The one night he had to do he had to do everything from a laptop in his car because he's got no heat or anything, and then now he had to check into a hotel because he's got no no power. If you look at the the pictures, the blanket of snow and frost over seventy percent of the country. Yeah, of course it's eighty seven degrees here. The yeah, uh, so storm nice. uh, overwhelmed power grids and immobilized the uh, southern plains. Carried heavy snow, freezing rain into New, New England and deep south, all over the place. Really, uh, wind chill warnings extended from Canada into Mexico. Uh, in all, at least twenty deaths were reported. Man, cold or hot, people are dying left and right. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, the Imagine weather, if you went to Mexico. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> weather also threatened to affect the nation's. COVID-19 vaccination effort, President Joe Biden's administration said delays in vaccine shipments and deliveries were likely. Yeah, so well, that's more problems. I, I will tell you that um, that it is ridiculously colder just two states away than it is yeah. here. I mean, and they say 
this week it's going to drop down to the 60s and the 40s at night. So we're going to yeah. get a little of it. This is the only thing that makes me think Helium J is on to something. Nope. nope. Because remember he's <laughs> nope. been saying that all the weather is going to go absolutely bananas it's before all the cyclical. polar shift stuff happens. It's all cyclical. This happens. Oh. Every- <laughs> yeah. Listen. <laughs> so uh, back in the day when uh, – when we used to work in 98 Rock, and we'd, we'd have those uh, best-of CDs would come out every year. And during Christmas time, we would go and do signings at the mall, the record stores and stuff. And I remember there were years where it was piss poor. We'd go there, and there'd be 10 people there, and then we'd go there, and there'd be 1,000 people there. And it, the difference was the weather. When it was cold during Christmas time, everybody went out there and felt the Christmas spirit, and they went shopping. And then and, and it, was, it was like three years on three years off, three years on. Three. It's all cyclical. We had a very cold Christmas this year. It was great. Yeah, we will not next year. Okay. You know what I'm if, saying? If Helium J, uh, you know, a year and a half ago would have said, all right, listen, because of this, everybody, there's going to be this virus that's released, and everybody's going to be wearing a mask everywhere you go, and, like, people are going to have to work from home. Then I would go, okay, man, this guy actually knows something. He's never <laughs> right. said anything that's come yeah. true, You're ever. Right. You're He's so the right. worst. I mean, we're supposed to be dead from Kachinas by now. <laughs> that's he right. couldn't even tell you who's going to be the host of Saturday Night Live this week. <laughs> no. He's so bad. Uh, Who is that, by the way? Uh, Bill Hendricks. Um, <laughs> I love Bill. Uh, so uh, I'm sure everybody got the Amber Alert yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah a one-year-old girl who was inside an SUV when it was stolen from a residential Hillsborough County neighborhood has been found. Hillsborough County deputies were searching for the stolen SUV when they uh, say it was taken with a one-year-old girl still inside the vehicle. The theft and kidnapping was reported just after 3 p.m. It happened in Velrico. Uh, an Amber Alert was issued for Tinley Sage West, Shortly after, the FDLE issued an Amber Alert for her uh, after the incident was uh, reported and said the girl had been found less than an hour later. The suspect, though, as of last that I checked, was still at large. Yeah, he was driving in the car. He was like, I got an SUV. And then he went, what? Yeah. And he was like, get somebody, take this cab. Oh. I mean, that, your charges just went from... Uh, you know, stealing a car to kidnapping and, uh, you know, he he couldn't wait to give that baby back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I want my baby back. (laughs) Uh, With states now facing pandemic-impacted budgets, uh, some are looking to expand gambling as a way to make up the difference. Since 2018, when a federal statute restricting regulated sports betting was ruled unconstitutional, more than a quarter of all states have legalized sports betting in some fashion. Three bills have been filed in Florida to legalize sports wagering. Now cruise lines are looking at the uh, same tool to help them recover from more than a year of no cruises. It's still too early to know if Florida Senate Bill 392, which aims to legalize sports wagering in the state, will pass. The legislative session begins on March 2nd. Pass it! I say go. Let's do it. Let's get some gambling up in this piece. Uh, Listen, there there were plenty of times where... I would drive over that big bridge going into Clearwater Beach, and you would just see all these residential towers and hotels over there, and you thought, what if a couple of those are casinos? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. But it's not uh, even that. I just want to be able to gamble on my phone. Like, let I me know. Sportsbook yeah. stuff. But, let me yeah. bet on boxing. Why is it that Louisiana can have casinos and New Jersey can have casinos? I mean, we're all big kids now. <laughs> I mean, the, the idea, the money that they bring in. Oh, and, it's and, unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, look at the, the – I, I mean, I know what it is that here is that the Indian uh, reservation, the, the Seminole Indians have a, a stronghold on – the gambling here, which is fine, but there there is got to be some way 
to uh, come up with, you know, say, okay, look, we we can do it, but it's got to be significantly far from where the Hard Rocks are located. I mean, if you're in, if you're in, there's one in, what is it, Fort Lauderdale? Mm-hmm. Uh, so then have it in Miami Beach or have it in Miami City, you know, limits. You can't have, I don't want gambling at the airport like they have in, in Las Vegas, but if you set up a perimeter of where there could be casinos, kind of like Biloxi, where they just have them along the water there, and that's how it. That's how it should be. That so much money will be generated there, and so much more entertainment and restaurants and things along those lines. I mean, obviously, right now it would be pretty awful. But I know Miami has got these buildings built in downtown with collapsible walls. And the minute that they pass legislation, they're going to drop those walls and turn those buildings into casinos. I mean, they're ready to go. And it, and and you know, by the growth of the Hard Rock over the years, we've proven that we want it. And I mean, we were going there when all you could do is play bingo. You know, and uh, and now look at the place. The place is, is both of them are monstrous. And there's so much more that could be done with arenas that come along with them, and uh, you know, fights that could be brought here. I mean, it's not just the gambling, right? But also, I mean, even if they dip their toe in the water and said, "Okay, you can do sports gambling," and you know, set it up so you can do it on your you know laptop or phone or whatever, so you can actually do it here without having to jump through all these hoops. Yeah. If you try and bet right now, you have to go and get one of those prepaid cards, or you yeah. have to yeah. do some weird thing. Oh God, when I told you when I was trying to do my FanDuel. When I was in uh, Tahoe, I had to get in the car and drive over the. St- I had to go seven miles over the state line <laughs> yeah. before I could enter my lineup for FanDuel. I mean, it was literally seven miles away from where I was sitting. Uh, so there is a barber in Boston who is lucky to be alive after he tripped while cutting a guy's hair <laughs> and accidentally stabbed himself in the chest with his oh, own scissors. Uh, The customer and another employee talked about it afterwards, but the guy's going to be okay. The cops were actually suspicious at first. They thought somebody stabbed him, and they were like, nope, he tripped. You know, but uh, (laughs) they had it on video. We have actually the uh, video up on Bone TV here. Uh, Just roll that, Joe, and I'll talk you along. So there's the guy. He's cutting the guy's hair, and he goes around. Watch. As he goes, oops, and goes right down on the scissors into his chest. Yeah. Here is uh, the guy who was getting his hair cut at the time talking about it take a listen to this he was walking around behind me and then he slipped i was like oh it's fine and then i realized he's holding scissors and there's blood on the floor and he goes oh my god i just stabbed myself i think he fell right on the scissors i think he was kind of in shock so he got up really fast and pulled him out from what i understand like if it was like an inch to the left or right I mean, he would have been gone. They thought it was a stabbing. Guy gets stabbed in the center of the chest with his scissors, and you and the police come and you tell him, "Yeah, he fell." On his <laughs> the story is not believable, so I don't really blame them for thinking that. Yeah, he fell. I love that the guy getting his haircut. He goes, "He fell," and I was like, "It's all right." Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks for your permission. Uh, my thing is though, watching this, I'm surprised this doesn't happen more. Yeah. I like, think about do. that. No, just because people know how to walk holding scissors. They teach that when you're a kid. You don't walk around holding them out. You're not supposed to run, run while holding run. scissors. You're not walking to, is fine. Well, no, you can walk, but you're supposed to hold them like this. That's how I've always down. held them. Yeah. Listen, if you're getting your haircut, we've all had it where they have the cord tangled around your foot or yeah. something. They're <laughs> moving this, that. They're holding the scissors. I'm surprised. It doesn't happen more, is what I'm saying. Uh, Trucker Tony just sent us a thing on Twitter. Uh, he is on inter- Interstate 30 in Arkansas right now, and it it is uh, in Little Rock, 16 degrees. Oh, yeah. 16. Uh, yeah, Trucker Tony sent yesterday, because we were talking about the snow, somewhere else where it was all snowing. You couldn't even see the road, barely. But oh. also, Trucker Tony, you know what we were talking about earlier? How you guys can see all the girls doing stuff. Send yeah. us some of those shots. Yeah, some of those <laughs> yeah let's see some of that stuff. Uh, Carmen, if you're going to get a massage, would you get a massage from a guy or a girl? Either. 
either. Yeah. Nope. I would say, yeah, everybody else, all the guys would say, you want a girl to massage you? Yeah, I had a guy do it once. Uh, In college? Uh, you were drunk? No, no, I remember a couple years ago, or I guess it was many years ago, Kelly scheduled me one, and it was with a dude. Oh, oh she scheduled it with a dude. Super uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't think she did it on Yeah, I don't think she did it on Oh, I do. Oh, 100%. You, like you had to wear makeup? <laughs> <laughs> that was later. Uh, she filmed it. Yeah. You don't enjoy calloused, strong hands? Mm. Uh, well, luckily there was a lot of lotion, so I couldn't feel oh, all the calluses, uh, but uh, yeah. If I... I was an athlete and I needed to have something worked out. I can do it. The, the, the guy at the uh, Lightning was, I remember there was a big muscular bald guy for years at the Lightning. And if I had like a shoulder problem or something, that'd be the guy you'd Working go out, to. Yeah. yeah. But if I'm going there to put on some music and some some nice smells Relaxing, and yeah. be naked, I don't, it's not even like, I, I'm not homophobic. I don't want. I just feel like a man's hands are rolling right. on me. It doesn't feel as relaxing. I'm yeah, not, you're going to you know, enjoy yeah. it more. You're not going to be as tense, you yeah. know, having a female do it. I, when I went to doctor, when I went to Doctor Bill's office in Yoko, uh, and I had some arm problems, and she was doing the massage. She was so good, and I was so relaxed, I'd fall asleep. I'd wake myself up snoring. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I want. Yeah, well, I could tell you when me and Mario were in there and he was rubbing up on my thighs, <laughs> uh-huh. I was very relaxed. No, but uh, that's the first massage that I talked the entire time with because, you know, you don't really want to make eye contact, but at the same time, you don't want to be like, no. I'm asleep so you can do whatever you want. You know plus, I mean? eye contact. plus, it's always yeah. weird because the guy's breath is so much hotter on your neck. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uncomfortable. Know, let's be honest. The worst part is that you put your face in the hole yeah. and your head is like right up at the front and then when he's doing your shoulders, his crotch is banging yeah. into your head. That's right. Plus, you see hard, man feet. Yeah. <laughs> I got a hard time when I get my hair cut and the guy's trying <laughs> to reach s- the top of my head. And I'm right. like, Watch right, he doesn't trip fine. and stab him. Yeah. <laughs> Did you and Mario establish a safe word ahead of time? Just yeah. I was like, if I yell avocado, stop uh, touching me. Uh-huh. Uh, well, there's a guy named Trevor Scott. He's a masseur in uh, Canada. And back in the spring of 2019, two female clients filed complaints against him uh, when it seemed like he was touching himself. In oh. the most inappropriate of ways, while he used his other hand for the massage on the lady. So he's only given Uh-oh. a one-hand massage, yeah. Well, after investigation, it turned out... Please tell me he only has one hand. Uh, no. Oh. But he wasn't doing that. He was actually playing games on his cell phone during the <laughs> massage. Awesome. <laughs> Which is clearly not as bad as what he was accused of, but it's still something that a massage therapist isn't really supposed to do because, you know, one hand a massage, you're like, yeah, 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 I'll get the yeah. So what do you, how do you say that? You go, no, no, your honor. You see, what I was doing was Candy Crush. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, know. How do you explain I that? don't know how they figured it out, whether they have any kind of video or whether he could show, like, at this time I was playing Candy Crush or whatever yeah. it was. But he did get a 10-day suspension uh, and about uh, $3,500 in fines and Aww. a ban from bringing his phone into the massage room. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy just wants to catch the Pokemons. Mario's going to give you a one-handed massage. Oh, that is not the way to do the only up, man. Right? By the way, thank you for bringing that up. Oh, huh? This guy over the weekend... He leveled up to level 39. Congratulations, Pokemon. Michael. Oh. Let me just tell you. I thought you got, thought you got an only up. <laughs> I am the only one left playing, so I thought, of Pokemon. Uh, my buddy Tom used to play, but Tom has not sent me any gifts in a long time. Oh, that's not cool, Tom. So I am a level 39 right now, and I'm in South Carolina. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> it's pronounced nerd. <laughs> when, I'm in thir- when I'm in South Carolina and I'm in a new state, i got to get the new that's spots right, yeah. and all that stuff. So I'm in this uh, in this house that we're touring, 
and I'm just, you know, they're doing, my wife's doing the tour, and I'm just catching Pokemon left and right, and I look over, and this dude's sitting there, and he's playing it too, and I went up to him, and I go, what's up? I thought I was the only one. He goes, oh, he got all embarrassed. He goes, <laughs> I go, look, I don't worry about it. I'm also, I'm yeah. me too, you know? And he was like, ah, Did know. you duel him? Did you get By the way, embarrassment out. is the right emotion to feel. <laughs> whenever people, no. uh, please tell me uh, you weren't uh, catching Pokemon in the slave house. I was. Oh, <laughs> my oh, God. Yeah. I, you never know Listen, what you're going to catch. Yeah. Well, Good Pokemon. Some runaway Pokemon. Yeah. Oh. Uh, someone in California called 911 after seeing a bunch of body parts <laughs> floating in the water. Oh. Weren't body parts, though. Never. They what do you think are. they were? Uh, well, mannequin would be too easy. Uh, guess what? It's Mannequins. that easy. Oh, yeah. wow. Look at the uh, video we have up on Bone TV. I mean, look at that. I think you would probably go, hey, there's somebody dead in the water. <laughs> there's a few different parts where you get a little bit closer, you go, okay, those are yeah. mannequin parts. But still, don't dump them in the water. You're freaking me out. Seriously, because you don't want to touch a watery body because your oh. fingers could just go right through the skin. Right, or you pull it off. Um, like, oh, Galvin. You know, oh. like chicken off the bone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be something. By the way, my buddy Tom just texted me and let me know he's a level 40. Oh, oh come on, Tom. Yeah. Good for Tom. Get on it. Spanish, <laughs> if you could stop yelling into the microphone. I'm I think not, he's, he's really not. Yeah, no, but uh, you're doing a lot of this. Bah, paw, uh, and it's crackling. Like you do when we play Sporkle to throw us off. Yeah. Oh, is that why I'm winning? Okay. <laughs> what other excuses do you have? You're late on the buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> that one was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> Melbourne, Australia. They just finished up a five-day lockdown to help keep the virus at bay. So an island full of ex-prisoners are smarter than we are. But mm-hmm. uh, there's a guy who refused to stay home, and he's going viral after he started barbecuing at the park and then ignored a reporter who came up to ask him about it. Uh, in the end of the video, I think is my favorite. We have it up on Bone TV. Take a look at this. Here's a guy barbecuing over in Australia. Here we go. Barbecues along the Yarra sat idle, except for this one. But these mates weren't willing to explain. Did you realise there's a lockdown? Mm, can't wait for some of these. Man, this is going to be good at It'd be a lot better if the timing was on that. Mm. Uh, so he smacks the microphone and it goes almost all the way into the water. I love the way the guy talks, though. He says, can't wait for some of these good snags, which yeah. I guess are sausages. Yeah. And then he goes, it's going to be as good as... And then smacks the microphone out of the guy's hand. Hey, what do you think he was making on the Barbie? Some snags. Or? Nope. Say it. I refuse. Nope. <laughs> I refuse. They're on the Barbie. Shrimps uh, on the Barbie. <laughs> hey, Carmen, I just turned their mics off. So we're doing the rest of the show. Good night, everybody. Uh, according, you're not hurting me. You're hurting the people. The uh, people tweeting and saying it's unbelievable. Uh, according to a new survey, half of Americans say they never plan on going on a diet again. Instead, they say they've learned to make some sort of healthier choices in our daily lives. You know what that's called? A diet. Yeah. I don't know whether you realize that or not. Uh, they say drinking water instead of something with sugar, eating more salads. Yeah, okay, fine. But, you know, once you start putting bacon and cheese and ranch oh, dressing yeah. on it, it kind of changes. But whatever. Uh, getting a side salad instead of fries. Drinking smoothies. I hate to tell you. 
smoothies are filled with sugar and yeah. you get peanut butter in them and all kind oh, of stuff. So good. And then uh, eating more fruit. So good luck with that. I don't know. I, I don't understand the smoothie. You can just go get a shake. Yeah. I love tropical smoothie, but you can get all of their smoothies without sugar because they. Yeah, add you sugar. can. You can get smoothies, and they're still good. Right. No. If you just if you just do leafy greens and stuff, and then throw in like an apple for taste or right. whatever. So you're but, saying uh, chocolate and peanut butter in a smoothie is no. not the right. Yeah, choice. the Elvis is not. Oh. Is not yeah. Really good. No, the, the, peanut bu- the peanut butter Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those That's not so really good. doing it for you. <laughs> uh, so a lot of people are double masking after the CDC said to mask and offer more protection. They don't know what they're doing. It's just do whatever, I guess. Yeah. But here are some of the combos I'm, that you I'm wearing a do. helmet. Uh, you have to. Yeah. Uh, wearing one of those, those helmets that uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. wore. Yeah, yeah. We were Men of Honor. Yeah, the big metal. <laughs> That's what, that's what I feel is the safest. They say uh, don't wear a second mask over an N95 mask or a KN95 mask. Oh. The N95s are designed to fit tight and make a seal, and wearing a second mask on top of it could make it fit worse. Plus, <laughs> it'll be a lot harder to breathe. We should make N4 masks. <laughs> uh, don't wear two disposable masks on top of each other. Talking about the uh, blue like surgical ones that a lot of people wear. They're not designed to fit tight, so it doesn't really make sense for you to wear or two of them like that. Okay. Uh, the CDC recommends putting the disposable one on first, then a cloth mask on top of that. That's basically what I have because my mask is a cloth one, but you fl- you put a filter inside of it. Like, By the uh, way, can yeah. I point out that you, you know different masks? It really tells you about the people. Like you see different people wearing masks, and you go, okay. They're wearing a Gucci mask. They like that. They're they're wearing you know a Bucks mask. They're a big Bucks fan. Spanish's mask is perfect for him. Yeah. Yep. It's got big, scary teeth on it, and yeah. it's like it's like a mask that a five-year-old would pick out. It's I like, ooh, that it. looks fun. Yeah, the best is that Karishma has a matching one, and when we go out, oh. we both have it. Yeah, oh. I love it. She probably looks cute in hers. She looks cute in everything. Um, I like the disposable ones. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I keep those in my car in case I forget. Right. But I, I And now I'm trying to coordinate it with my clothing. Yeah. Camouflage mask. That's right. I've been wearing my Super Bowl mask. You know, for, it's just... It's. Uh, I'm mostly wearing the Bucks Super Bowl one because it's got the filter in it, you know? Yeah. But I, again, that's <laughs> all nonsense. Uh, so, of course, we talked about Vincent Jackson passing away, which was really sad news, but uh, this is pretty weird. Uh, former NFL quarterback Ryan Leaf apparently was really shaken up by the death of Vincent Jackson and tweeted out a video about it. Uh, we actually have the video and audio. Uh, listen, here is Ryan Leaf talking about Vincent Jackson and really... A lot of people who have died in the NFL. Take a listen. Here we go. I don't know what the f*** to do anymore. All my NFL brothers continue to die. And uh, nobody's doing a goddamn thing about it. I talked to another brother. He spent the weekend in a psych ward today. The NFL just doesn't care. They don't care. I mean, it's, they're going to write condolence letters and shit like that. But if they were invested, they'd actually put some money behind the Legends community and into the mental health and substance abuse side of it. And not once you're bad for the brand, the Shield, they don't. They could give two shit. Mm. I, I but I don't understand that. I don't think that Cox Media Group owes me one ounce of anything other than giving me health insurance. 
they have no they they have they have certainly made available to me resources if I need to seek them out. But there, I believe they have no responsibility for my well-being. I don't. I, I don't. If I have ever gone to Cox and said, and I, and this is most companies I work for, uh, and said, um, I, I, I this also is the same with CBS. If I said I'm, I'm mentally not feeling well, they would say we have resources for that. Here's a phone number you can call. Here are some options to do. These are all covered by your insurance or the company. But there are plenty of those. The NFL, the Players Association, is one of the most strongest unions in the entire world so they have way more resources and those people have way more money than i do so i don't know what responsibility he he ryan leaf's always been a big crybaby and i feel uh, awful about vincent jackson too i wasn't here so i didn't get to talk about it what a wonderful guy he was never in a bad mood always sweet i have no idea what goes on in his personal life and i don't know why he died and i think that we'll be a little while before we all know and understand well that why. was my thing about this is does ryan leaf know something we don't know because well because Ryan Lee Ryan Leaf's been a mental case since he got into the NFL. He was a good uh, college quarterback and he was a bust in the NFL and he was a crybaby and he uh, literally would cry a lot and he has some sort of mental issues but he didn't get it from playing in the NFL. He brought it into the NFL with him. It's his responsibility as an adult to go find help. If if he needs the resources the NFL will provide that for him. The si- same way I always talk about how the WWE WWE knows they have some issues. They got they got guys using steroids. They have guys doing uh, all kinds of uh, pills to, to you know deal with the pain that they have. And addictions are formed. The WWE will send you to rehab, and they will pay for your doctor stuff, no matter whether you wrestle for them for one day or for ten years. That's that's what they have to do to try and combat the problem that they have in their industry. It's your job as an adult, or your family, to help you out and say uh, this is what you need to do. Vincent Jackson. I, I am using him because Ryan Leaf uh, brought it up. He had plenty of resources. Uh, he had money. He had friends. He had powerful friends. He was a business owner. I mean, he had certainly had plenty of place to go if if there was somebody. It, it's 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 up to the person with the problem. And again, I shouldn't have said Vincent Jackson because I don't know that he had any problems. But it's up to the person with the problem to go and get the help that they need. It's not their NFL's responsibility, and I don't know why. I don't. I don't know why we 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 let that go. I mean, the NFL has issues to deal with as far as the concussions, and they when once they started realizing they were going to have they were having some problems there, they they were facing huge lawsuits, and they had to figure out uh, how to way to, to not be bankrupted by the entire uh, all past players in a giant class action lawsuit. But look at the changes that they have made. You could barely touch a quarterback anymore. And- and I will say we could look at uh, the case with Bam Margera. The jackass guys tried to do everything they could yeah. to get him sober and keep him sober, and he did not want to do it. That was on him. Right, and and he's out now. And yeah. they, and, they, and any addiction person will tell you that it's, uh, on them. it's not only is it on them, but until they decide to right. make the choice. Yeah. And then they, they, they tell you no matter how much you love that person, you have to turn your back on them because until you until you let them hit rock bottom, they won't come out. They won't go seek help. So, I, again, I, there are obviously people that need more help, but it's not up to the NFL. It's up to Ryan Leaf's family and friends. It's up to uh, – I, I, I don't know. If, if you have a person that ha- is having – if if you're a football player and you're having problems with um, mental health or with vision or something where you feel it's related to 
your concussions or the time you played or just any, you can make a phone call and you can get in there and you can get some help. I don't think that it's, I don't think that it, all your jobs are not responsible for your well-being. Why should an NFL players be any different? That seems insane to me. And Ryan Leaf crying about it is just Ryan Leaf being a crybaby. He, I understand he's sad about Vincent Jackson and anybody else who had to go to the mental ward or wherever that guy's deal was. But it also goes into all the drinking you've been doing all these years and all the other stuff and uh, the fact that you probably did not treat your body the way you should. Uh, you know, on, on top of just inherent problems, things that you got uh, from your parents, genes that you got, and you know, you, things you're predisposed to. It's about it's about what you go and seek out and do to take care of yourself. It's not the NFL's fault. It does it does seem a little suspicious though. Sometimes when you have multiple former players that are committing suicide that have these problems, because remember Jun- Junior Seau killed himself. Yeah, oh yeah, well that was but, CTE, and he shot himself in the chest so they yeah. could study his brain. Uh, right, but, the, but Steve the, McNair, same thing. Is there anybody, is there anyone in the world, like look at Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was shaky uh, up until his death, and they were like, oh, it's not, it doesn't do a boxing. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. You, you've been punching a guy in his head for 20 years. You don't think that had anything to do with it? I mean, you yeah. got to be a moron if you think that anytime you're involved in a physical sport or anything physical like that, where 300-pound guys are jumping on top of you for 5, 10, maybe longer, you got to know that that's going to have some sort of effect on your body. It's a trade-out. I want to be a multimillionaire, but I'm probably going to be crippled by the time I'm 60. Yeah. That's the trade-out that you don't. Look at these wrestlers. These wrestlers are, are going from town to town for $50 a night, uh, and then they can't walk by the time they're 40. I, is it worth it? That's They're hoping that in the long run, they get that big deal and they make that money. I mean, that's their choice that they're making. You're not, you can't blame the organization that is doing it. Look, it's not like um, it's not like the, I don't know. They're not advertising for uh, a combat sport where they're saying, "Oh, even that." Well, even like UFC fighters, you don't think those guys? I mean, why do you think their careers only last a couple of years? Well, the NFL had. I mean, they have done a lot of things in the last couple of years to to tone down the violence and the hits. Like you know, now if you do a head to head helmet, you get it. You, you can get it suspended. Yeah. Fine, you can get ejected from the game. Whereas years ago, there's you know there's concussion protocol as well that didn't exist. Right. You know, I was looking at some of those. You know, when Super Bowl week, I was looking at some of those old Buccaneer things. Oh my those god, those guys would get a concussion. Yeah. They'd go off the sidelines, smelling salts, and go right back oh, into the yeah. game. Now you have to sit out for like a week. When Mahomes got that concussion, you know there was potentially wasn't going to play in the Super Bowl. There was that article of protocol where Dave Moore said he yeah, after the game he couldn't figure out how to get home. He couldn't mm. remember where he lived. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are guys back in the day who just. Like you said, they were getting hit and they were yeah. keeping going, and it's not. It, I don't feel like it's a responsibility of the, um, you know, of the the, the NFL. Like, I, not that it's not their responsibility. It's their responsibility to make things better, like they are Which doing. Which I think they have. They've, right. They've taken steps. You know, football's not as nearly as violent now as it was. Like, you, like I said, you watch those old Buccaneer clips from yeah. just, just, just 10 years, years ago. Yeah, 20 years ago, yeah. Some of that stuff would never happen in the and, league now. It'd be a, it would be a penalty or a fine or you'd get kicked out of the game. And it's not like the NFL knew the damage that was taking place before these rules. They, like they did, though. You know yes, why? Because, you know, I can tell you exactly why they knew it, because Will Smith said, tell the truth! <laughs> tell the yeah. truth! But they didn't know the long onset damage that was going to happen. They yeah, they have actually known since the seventies. <laughs> they just didn't do anything yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, and also, but also to your point, Geo, and with some of these older guys like Vincent Jackson, I think he's maybe, not old. He's thirty eight years old. He well, was thirty eight years old. Yeah. Older, you know, because he played in the league when Geo was saying when they had less concussion protocols. 
back then, you know, I think the NFL should take responsibility for the fact that you can make the choice when you're of sound mind, but if you get a concussion and they bring you to the sideline and they smell assault you up and send you back, at that point, Let I think... Let me ask you a question. When you're in high school and you're playing football, do you not understand what is happening? That, that you're playing a rough and violent sport that you're getting shaken up and hit. I mean, you know exactly what you're doing. When you're playing hockey, like a lot of these elite hockey players, the Gretzkys of the world, they don't want to fight. They don't want to be hit. They don't want to be touched. That's why they burn in fighters to protect them. They're there just to play hockey. But those bruisers that go in there and they go in there to fight, and the guys who brought in and do that, and I mean, there's documentaries on that as well. Those guys know what they were doing. They went in there to be those guys. Are we blaming the NHL for that? They could also be postmen. They can also be, uh, you know, I just got a text that said, your NFL uh, buddies would crucify you. Yeah, th- they probably would because they're looking to blame somebody for something they knew. They looked at the situation and they said, yeah, I want to, but I want to be a multimillionaire and I want to win a Super Bowl and I want to do all this stuff and I'm willing to put my body on the line. How How is the NFL responsible for that. Was anybody shocked when Steve Irwin was killed by an animal? Yeah. You know what I mean? We all knew it was going to come. Yeah, you're messing with animals all the time. If you're the world's greatest guy who can catch a train with his teeth, eventually (laughs) the train's going to get you and you're going to go, yeah, well, he was catching trains with his teeth. We just didn't want Steve Irwin to get killed by a stingray. Yeah, I I was fine with it. Also, though, like the unfortunate thing is like some of these guys that played in that very violent era of the NFL, they didn't get the big-time crazy oh, money no. contracts no. that guys are getting today. So you think, oh, he played in the league. He must be rich. Really, it's not the case. Cool, so, then. You know what? Go work at a bank. Yeah, but should, should, the, you know, should the NFL, who is making billions and billions and billions of dollars, have some type of program to help those guys who didn't reap the benefits of being Help them in what way? Well, Just they, take, take care of their bodies yes. and their minds. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Should they provide them with medical and with uh, psychological care? Yes. And do they? Yes. Yeah. Not necessarily. You're, not the older guys. Like yeah. Maybe now. If, you're, if you're in the NFL Players Union, you get all of that. Yeah. You're, playing, okay. you're, you're paying your union dues. You're getting your pension. It's getting taken yeah. out of there. Now, but, if I'm wrong about that, then I, I don't yeah. know. But, I mean, yes, that should be provided for me. But Ryan Leaf's getting it. Right, uh, Vincent Jackson is getting it. I, I, I keep saying, I don't know why he died, but I'm using it as right. uh, uh, Junior Seau is definitely getting it. Yeah, you know, all these guys. Uh, Dave Moore got it. Uh, Mike Alsa got it. Yeah, but I'm just saying, a lot, a lot of those guys don't have the money you would think they did because no, contracts were nowhere near. They were chasing what that, they are now. and that's yeah. what they made the decision to try and be that person. They loved football and they wanted to play pro- football professionally so that they can make that kind of money and they could be a celebrity like that. And they knew the risk going in. It's part of the reason why yeah. everybody doesn't play football. You don't have that skill. You're not willing to do it. You know, that's that's it. Then you're not going to be a football player. That's why people do that. Uh, if I can switch it up on you, because I have some new music for you guys. Oh I'm God. so oh, yes. excited for you guys to hear. Um, it's very exciting. As soon as you know who it is, go ahead and yell it out. It is an artist that you're familiar with. Uh, we have played them before on the show, and this is new music. Please say it's rolling my zone. Uh, <laughs> right now, <laughs> on the bone. Yes. 
Lousy. Like Corona, COVID-19. Like a dropout, addicted like a fiend. I'm not a rapper and I've got no flow. Depression and fear are the things that I know. I want to be compelling or even concise. Tell you a story, use words that are nice. So I'll keep it super simple, keep it really slow. Let the beat walk while you let the lyrics flow. Through your brain, driving There's you no insane. I like it. Your thoughts like ribs on the grill. Confusing your mind, but I gotta keep it real. I'm not my idols, man, that would be strange. But to be yours, that would be okay. On your playlist every single day, on repeat. Yeah, on repeat. Oh, the I return of rolling my out. Real quick for don't. people who, just for people who don't know, Roland used to work here part time, and uh, he plays music now. And he wanted to be involved in a uh, festival thing that uh, that uh, Ian Beckles was putting on. <laughs> he wanted to hear yeah. some of his stuff. This is his latest contribution. So here's a little more. La 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 la. A challenge, but I'll make it work. Words and phrases pull them out of the dirt. Try to stay sober, that's a full time job. Kicking these rhymes, keeping open minds. That old school feel with the funk, funk mix that's in your ears. Cause you've got no fears. The sound you crave that you're desperate for. Like the SWAT team kicking in the door. There's no end and you want no stop. Like the I'll rise to the top Though it's been said, baby, hear it again Turn it up, tell a friend Hardest star, hardest flame Smoothest glass, my name Oh, here we go, here we go La, la Man I don't know how he's able to do it, but La, 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 la 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 Murder like Clinton, hung like Epstein Vocal assault coming hot, fast and mean For your mainframe, gonna fry your brain Better than crystal meth, hot box every day Lockdown, quarantine, in penitentiary Never saw it coming, but you still wanna be me You still wanna be me la 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 Right? Just rhyme every word with the last word. <laughs> yeah, dude. Red, yeah. bed, no, I, I... dead, Fred, mad. <laughs> Calvin's mean, coffee with cream, he's getting lean. Oh, we could do it. We could wow. make up our own. That's obscene. La, 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 I love it. I love it. Oh, what a hit boy. machine. That's better than that, uh. A lot of stuff. <laughs> What's the, what is the what is the name of that track? La la la. That track is called. Oh, what is it called? Hold on, let me find it. Too many sides. 
Is that the <laughs> <laughs> there weren't too many, man. It was a perfect Don't amount of size. Don't you think you're eating too much? Your stomach's gonna hurt and you're out of luck. Cream spinach all along with fries. Why do you think that it's bigger than your eyes? Oh, dude. That is called the challenge. Oh, I love it. Yes. I love it. The Proof. challenge is to listen to the whole thing. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Uh, I want to say what's up to Jeremy Parker who hit us up on Facebook. He is listening in Kuwait. Oh, he listens to us and uh, Roger and JP. I would imagine that's because of the time difference over there. Uh, thank you, Jeremy, and uh, please feel—I mean, please be safe. And thanks, of course, for your service, uh, Jeremy Parker in Kuwait. I have a friend on Snapchat oh. from Kuwait. You oh, do? Cool. Yeah. Well, he's actually from India, but he went there for work, and now he's stuck there. How did you become friends with him? He just followed me on Snapchat, and then he started sending me pictures of Kuwait, and then I would send him a couple pictures here and there. Oh, of uh, what? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Of oh. just America. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. he just sends me pictures of buildings in Kuwait. I'm telling you, there's nothing we we always forget about. Um, oh, I forgot the name of it. What's that old? What's that other thing that's connected to Twitter? Periscope. Periscope, yeah. Uh, whenever there's... Whenever there's something going on around the world, Periscope's still the best app to go to. Like if a bomb goes off somewhere and you jump on Periscope and pinpoint that location and you can get 10 people that are live over there at that time. That's By the way, stuff. number one song in Kuwait right now? La, 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 <laughs> In Kuwait, it's yeah. getting really late. I masturbate. <laughs> la, la, la. I love that he made it topical. Coronavirus, COVID-19. <laughs> oh, My name is Roland and Calvin truly means. <laughs> do we know, uh, did, how do we know about this? Is somebody giving us a heads up on this or do we have a uh, Roland? Actually, watch? I will give credit. Spanish came across this. That's Spanish right. found this. And then also uh, Scott on Twitter uh, sent it to me and I go, I already got it, buddy. Yeah. He goes, oh, oh yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Good uh, stuff, Roland. I think that might be your biggest hit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm a fan. The challenge. Uh-huh. The challenge. No, uh, the challenge, parentheses. La, la, la. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is it for news. I mean, can we just go to break with a little la, la? I mean. La, la, la. La, 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 la. Like Corona, COVID nineteen. I feel like I'm the la la la. Just be more operatic. Like a fiend. Do you want to try and you want to try and harmonize? You throw in the highs with them. I'll go in the high. You got you, Galvin. Of course, do the deep, and you guys do the mid. All right, ready? Here we go. One, two, three, four. No. Yeah, we need like a chorus. <laughs> yeah, good. we should take that song and produce it for Roll. Unfortunately, oh. there is no chorus, so <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to write your own. We we should uh, find a uh, uh, like an a choir? actual choir, yeah, to do that song for. That just would uh, be just great. La, 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 la. But for real, think about this. Think about like a really good rapper rapping over top of this. La, 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 no? You don't think that'd be any good? I don't know. Jay-Z could do some work. La, 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 la. <laughs> I said All right. really good rapper. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, let us take a break. When we come back, Alvin, will have a brand new open letter for you. I Serve do. it right up for you. Mm-hmm. My wife just texted me and said, do you guys want Starbucks? And I said, no. Because I want Joe to make her make sandwiches. Joe, when she comes back, demand the sandwich. Really? 
Yeah. Were delicious. They were good, right? No, they really are. Yeah, she makes fantastic sandwiches. Listen to me. I got I got Oh, I told him I'd give him a shout out. I want to say thank you to Daniel. I met Daniel years ago when I bought this house and I didn't know how to turn my fireplace on. <laughs> I, I didn't know I didn't know you gotta light it and I didn't know how to do it and then everybody's like, Turn the thing all the way and then just put a light. I was like, Nope. <laughs> this is I'm gonna end up in Galvin's news. But guy who blows his uh, his house up. Uh Daniel at Kinetic Gas. He came yesterday and hooked up all my uh outdoor the grill and all that stuff. So oh. yeah, we are we are at seven. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 